Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. But I really thank God for uh, all of the, the phone calls, especially the brethren uh, that called, and you know who you are. Those that stopped by and those who came and even, you know, gave me a little gift. I thank God for you all. Uh, and uh, there's no brethren like you, I'm telling you. Uh, you really show uh, some compassion, and I thank God for that. I want to give honor to Bishop Jackson this morning. Uh, you know, thank God for him. He called me yesterday and uh, asked me if I, if, if I had the strength to stand. I said, I'm really doing better than I had anticipated along the line. I'm still having some issues. But he called me, and I told him, yes, sir, I would do it. Um, so this morning, uh, Saints, well, I want to give honor, first of all, too, to our First Lady. Um, I want to give honor to all of the elders, the ministers, all of you, the saints of God. Y'all look so good this morning. One thing I did realize when I'm sitting there and I'm looking up here, I say, well, one thing that did not leave, matter of fact, it's, it's a little more, it's a little more fire up in him. All right, all right. I, 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 saw, I saw Minister Small, she started jumping. I said, boy, that's what it used to be. Hallelujah. Jumping up and down, just enjoying God. So we just thank God for that. Well, I'm going to stay in the vein that we've been in. Our theme for this year, uh, Make Application. Uh, we're going to use that uh, this morning, but before we get, before we do that, let us pray. Father, God, it's in Jesus' name that we come this morning, thanking you for your loving kindness and for your tender mercies. Truly, there is no God like you. You are the only true God. There are many called, so-called God, but they don't fit the bill. Hallelujah. They are not omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. They are not the Almighty. They are not the Most High God. So, Father God, we don't even acknowledge them. Hallelujah. But we give all our praise, as we said this morning, every praise is to our God. Hallelujah. So we thank you this morning, Father, for allowing us to be here. We ask that you would have your way in this house. Send your word with holy unction, O God. Holy Spirit, have your way. I'm just a bell, so that you uh, have called me uh, from, from my mother's womb. Use me, the stammering tongue, and have your way this morning that these people uh, in the sanctuary and uh, online would be blessed by your word. Not by me, but by your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm going to uh, use the scriptures that we've been using Mark, the fourth chapter, verse 24, our themes this year, and I'm going to uh, expound in Luke, the eighth chapter, because I like the way Luke unfolded the same parable, but a little different way. In Mark, chapter, verse 24, it says, and he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and the more will be added to you. Let's go to James, the first chapter. Verse 19 through 25, and it says, My beloved brothers, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For a man's anger does not bring about the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and every expression of evil, evil and humbly, humbly, uh, um, accept the word planted in you which can save your souls. Verse 22, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Otherwise you are deceiving yourselves. For everyone who hears the word but does not carry it out is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after observing himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of liberty and continues to do so, not being a forgetful hearer, 
but in effective doer, he will be blessed in what he does. You may be seated in the presence of the Most High. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our theme this year, as you all know, and those of you online that didn't know, our theme this year is Make Application, which may on the surface seem self-explanatory. In a sense, it is. But I want to take a, just take a little time this morning to call your attention to what must take place before proper application can be made of the godly principles given in the Word of God. The first thing we should notice when reading or hearing the passage, passages is uh, it is emphasized uh, that we should hear. And I love the way James said it. He said we ought to be quick to hear. <laughs> slow to speak, slow to wrath. Put the quick in the slow where it needs to be. Quick to hear, slow to speak. Slow to get angry. Hallelujah. Now, uh, Jesus admonished his listeners to pay close attention to what you hear. Why would he tell them that? Pay close attention to what you hear. Uh, and this morning, uh, James, again, James said, as I said, that we need to be doers of the word and not just hearers. James goes on to say, if any man or anyone is a hearer only, not putting into practice what they have heard, they deceive themselves. Nothing worse than being self-deceived. Deceiving yourself. And I'm going to expound on that just a little. Now, or to put it another way, they are delusional. Mm, the Greek word used here for deceiving is paralogismi. Paralogismi. It's a, 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 a combination of two words, para and logismi. Now, you'll see logismi a lot in the book of Romans when Paul said, reckon ye yourself to be dead, right? The word he used there is logismi, right? What para means the same, or I mean beside, or near, right? right? So, it's the same if you don't put the word into practice, you are missing the mark, yeah. right? You may think that you have it, but you're missing it. Paralogismi. Yeah. Beside or at, you're not directly on it, yeah. right? So James said, then we are deceiving ourselves yeah. when we think that we are doing something or we think that we can do otherwise and get what God has promised us in Scripture, right? The other word, like I said, logismi, um, is a word that's uh, used to uh, reckon, to um, calculate. It's a, a counting term, right? To count. So in other words, we have to uh, look at what we are doing, making sure that it's lining up with the Word of God, look intently into the Word of God. James said, if a man is a hearer, he's a forgetful hearer and not a doer, he's like a man that, 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 that beholds himself in the mirror. Now, if you all are like me, I've heard that before in the past, and I say, okay, wow, you know, he just walked away and just forgot what he saw. Poor fellow. But let me tell you something. We all do that. Let me tell you how we do it. You look in the mirror and you look at how you look. Right? You walk away, you're going to tell me you still remember exactly what you just saw. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Because as soon as you find another mirror, you're going to do But that's, that's, that, that, that's normal. Right? And James said that a man that is a forgetful hearer and not a doer, that's what he's like. He look, but he said he that look intently into the mirror. I'm he, he, he continued to look into the mirror. And he don't forget what he saw. All right. Well, what is he saying? He said you look into the perfect law of liberty or the word of God. What is the word of God? It is the gospel <laughs> The Old Testament is everything God has, has, has given us in Scripture. Especially that that tells us who we are in Christ Jesus. Especially
especially those that tell us what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Those are very important. See, the Bible tells us that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus, right? The Bible tells us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you walk away, you know, and you forget what you have read, then you begin to behave as if you're not that. Peter said like this, grace and peace be multiplied, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, so I may, I may repeat this again, but I'm getting excited. It's been a while since I've been up here. Grace and, <laughs> grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. That word knowledge is epinosis. It's a word talking about intimate knowledge. It's not talking about knowing about. Right. It's intimate. The Jewish uh, uh, idiom is, um, let, let me, I don't want to mess around and get, love making. <laughs> That's, that is the Jewish idiom. If you, if you look in a, 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 a Bible dictionary, that's what you will see, right? That word means intimate knowledge, right? Grace and peace, listen to this. Grace, what is grace? Grace is God giving us what we cannot deserve or we can't even earn it. I was thinking about that on the way to church. Well, how do we get it? Well, we qualify. You don't go to God talking about, where's my, you know, we're talking about God daily load us with benefits. You don't go, wake up this morning, where's my benefit? No, no, no. You have to qualify for it, see? How do you qualify? We're going to talk about that. How do you qualify for, uh, so, so we can actually begin to make application and behave like God said we should. I ain't going to say that we should, but he said we should because that's who we are. Right? I don't lie because I'm not a liar. Now, if I told a lie, don't make me a liar. Now, if I keep on lying, something wrong, y'all need to come pray with me. Something wrong, I done lost it somewhere. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? So the thing is, by us being saints of God, we're going to stumble sometimes, but that don't make us that. Right? right? Because in a child of God, you're not going to be comfortable sinning against God. I've heard people, you know, I've been listening to some of these debates on, online, and I hear people talking about, oh, you know, what happens, you know, if you, if, if you do such and such, you sin, and you, you know, and they're talking about people that, that continues to sin. And I was saying to myself, no, something wrong with that. Well, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, but we want to say that we have the Holy Spirit, but we don't want to give the Holy Spirit his just due. His just due is to, <laughs> is to convict us when we're wrong. He is not going to let me continue to be angry with Jonathan. I'm not angry with you, brother. I'm just talking. <laughs> He's not going to allow me to walk, keep, continue to walk by you every day I see you. Every time I see you at church, I walk by you as if I don't see you. Where's the Holy Spirit? Make application, see? Because that's not who I am. Who I am is what God say I am. Um, what God says I am and what God says I am is that I have the love of God in my heart. So I have to practice. I got to practice, even when it's not comfortable. How many of you have ever played sports or anything, and, 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 and you had to go to practice? Or even a musician, you know, and you had to go to practice. You don't always feel like it. But you know that practice makes perfect, right? So you need to practice even when you don't feel like it. Right? I was talking about what Peter said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through knowledge of God and uh, in Christ Jesus our Lord. He said, besides all this, you know, well, he said, according as, uh, as he has given unto us, all things uh, that pertain to grace, I mean, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby is given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we shall be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, through lust. We have escaped the corruption. Right? Now, 
remember nothing did. You walked in the world. You know, even Jesus uh, said this, you know, when he was uh, washing the, the disciples' feet. You may walk and, 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 and your feet may get just a little dirty, but that's all that needs to be clean. You know what I'm saying? We don't wallow in the dirt, but our feet allowed to get dirty because we're walking in a filthy world. You understand what I'm saying? But anyway, let me go on. Now, when he talked about, um, let's go to Galatians 6, 3, because I want to show a difference between these two words. Uh, um, James said that you deceive yourself when you don't do the word of God, right? You, you only hear it, but you don't do it, right? You go out of here today, and you've heard something, and uh, you know something that the Holy Spirit quickened in your spirit, and you go out here and you don't begin to live it, right? If you don't begin to live it or if you don't live it, what's going to happen is that you are deceiving yourself. Now, in Galatians 6 and 3, Paul used this term as well, Paul, but he used a different term. Paul said like in Galatians 3, if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Now, I, I, I spent all night uh, trying to pronounce this word. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to embarrass myself this morning trying to pronounce this word. But the word Paul used, the Greek word, means a deception of the mind. Deception of the mind. When a man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So in other words, so when you walk around with your chest all out like you don't need nobody, I don't pray because I got it like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't read my word because I got it like that. You know, Lord, I call you when I need you. You think you're something when you are nothing. All that I am, <laughs> I owe it all to you. So we, you know, so you can, you can deceive yourself by not doing the word of God, but you can deceive yourself when you think you don't need God. I'm, you know, I say I'm saved, right? But you never see me in, in, you know, among the saints. When it's time for the saints to gather, I'm not there. Right? I don't need the fellowship of the saints. Because I think I'm something. When I'm actually nothing. I'm nothing without him. Because there is a blessing in the, the gathering of the saints. Y'all do realize that, right? And I know you do because you're here this morning. Y'all realize there is a blessing when you get among the saints that you can't get at the house. Somebody may say, well, I go in my closet and pray. Go on. But <laughs> it's not the same anointing as that collective anointing. And then while you're praying, God may give somebody a word for you that you won't get at the house. See, because you think it's all going to come through you. No, you got sisters and brothers that God may be using as well to speak into your life, but you at the house. Where do we get off thinking that, you know, there is a church, but I don't have to go? Now, you know, I don't think God puts any you know, in a gun to our head, and, and I hate that, that's the best thing I could think of. <laughs> he don't force us to do this. Amen. We get to do it. That's right. But when we don't do it, it shows the condition of our hearts. So we wonder why the word is not getting in there and then sprouting because our hearts are not right. Look at your actions, man. Look at what you are doing. Look at how you are doing it. That speaks of the condition of the heart. Let me go on. All right. I want to utilize both meanings, you know, the one that Paul used and the one James used, right, uh, in the sermon, uh, in, in this message this morning, because they both are a hindrance to making application for the saints of God. As we look at the passage uh, in Mark, we see uh, Jesus first Admonishment to his listeners is that they must pay attention to what they hear. Don't you know the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Well, don't you know unbelief comes by hearing 
<laughs> and hearing the words that's not of God. Unbelief comes the same way. See, because don't you know that you can speak death into your children? Yeah, yeah. You never encourage them. You always point out what they do negatively. You point out when they do things wrong, but you never affirm them when they do it right. So you're speaking death into the children. Husband and wife, you can speak death into one another. I'm a man. I'm a husband. Let me tell you what I need. I need to be affirmed every now and then. If I cut the grass right, please say so. You ain't got to say it all the time, but every now and then, honey, you did a good job. Y'all, y'all be surprised how far that go with a man. Every man in here, if that go far with you, say amen. All right. <laughs> we need to be affirmed but then women need to be affirmed, uh, 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 affirmed also we need to build them up don't always you know, point out negative stuff find something positive that you can say about them huh? because what you are doing you are helping their hearts to get conditioned to receive the word of God right you are helping. You are co- help conditioning them so that they can be in a position to receive the word of God. But don't you know if, 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 if a man or woman or a child come into this church and they're all burdened down and, and, and all despondent because something has been said to them at the house, they come in here and it's going to take a lot to pump them up. Amen. You know, you say, clap your hands. <laughs> they just sit <sitting> there. <laughs> because they have to be reaffirmed. And that should start in the home. Amen. Now, that wasn't in my message. No, thank you, God. But I said it. Right. Now, uh, if we... Now, Jesus said, with the same measure that we use, it would be measured to us again. Right? Yeah. That means that if you use a teaspoon, get what you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. Some people want to use a teaspoon and they want to get a gallon back. Ain't going to happen. You want to plant one, one row of corn and you want to get a whole big, you know, big field of corn. Ain't going to happen. With the same measure you use. So, what was Jesus saying here? He was saying the same efforts that we put forth, the same effort or lack thereof that we put forth is going to be measured to us again. Hmm. To him that has should be given. To him that has not should be taken away, even that he seemed to have. See, when you have, see, oh my God, listen to what Peter said. Grace and peace be multiplied. So when you have it, you can get it. Right? When you have understanding, understanding comes. You have when you get in the Word of God and you begin to understand, when the Holy Spirit opens up the, the Word and you begin to understand, guess what? Happen. You open up avenues for more word to come, more understanding to come. You can tell when 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 people are not hearing the Holy Spirit, <laughs> when they oh I got I got a word I got a word and they come in, where you get that from? I mean they <laughs> quoting all out of bounds. Oh, what, what are you doing? But you know what? But the best thing to do is to be able to run it by some people. Run it by some people. Absolutely. My 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 person who. And she's working a lot now, so I can't run about her a lot now. But I used to run about Mr. Small. I call up because she'll listen. Sometimes you have to talk. And I found out the more I talk, the more revelation comes. I could be burdening. I can call somebody and be talking to them about my situation, and the Holy Spirit will answer my 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 my, my situation while I'm talking to the individual. You know, because the thing is, saints, when we have it, we can get it. Because we have made applications in the past, right? And we are in a position to make application, but the Holy Spirit will continue to feed us when we are open to being fed. You know, but how we get open to being fed? Make an application. You got to put it into practice. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. 
If you only hear it but never do it, you're going to be stagnant. You'll never grow because you're not putting it into practice. Right? Why did they constantly talk about um, planting, planting, and reaping? Because that's what the kingdom of God is like. Planting and reaping. If we put forth effort and we condition our hearts to receive the seed and don't cast it out, and I'm going to talk about how, how we can cast it out. But we don't cast it out, then uh, we can begin to get a harvest. The harvest will come. All right, listen to this. Uh, the greater effort we put forth, the greater the anticipated return. The deception comes in when one puts little or no effort necessary for the New Testament believer to develop into who the word of God says that they are in Christ Jesus. James said it like this. Someone looking into a mirror beholding themselves, but once they have walked away from the mirror, they forget what they saw. Forget the hearer is what James called Forget the hearer. In the parable of the sword recorded in each synoptic gospel, Jesus reveals several reasons the seed which, uh, which in the parable is uh, symbolic of the word of God. Although it soon does not produce fruit. The two passages in Mark 4th chapter verse 13 through 25 and James 1st chapter verse 19 through 25 was read earlier shows that the word of God is sown into the hearts of the hearer. But only one type of soil, and this is something that I noticed last night as I was reading this and studying this. I said, everybody heard. Everybody heard. Right. Everybody heard. It's what they did with what they heard. Hmm. Make an application, see? If you don't make an application, you heard, but you didn't hear. Hmm. When I was young and my mama told me my, my nickname, Poopy. Poopy, do such and such. Now, if I heard her, and I did, but I would not dare be a forgiving hero because it was painful. Mama didn't play. And the way she knew I've heard her is when I go do what she has said. But what mama would say if I act like I didn't hear, which I never did, but if I would act like I, I didn't hear, she'd say, boy, you hear me? You know, she, and, and, and that was a warning. Next time, they don't call it child abuse today. <laughs> but that's what happened. They don't call it child abuse. To, I mean, yeah, they, 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 it's a, it's a, well, back then it wasn't child abuse. They call it child abuse today, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the child the wrong way, police come knocking on your door. Your child went to school and told the counselor that you looked at him the wrong way. <laughs> All right. Esau had, had one thing in common, which I will expand on briefly before I take my seat. It is the soil preparation or the lack thereof that is the deciding factor. Mind you, in the parable of the soil, regardless of the condition of the soil or the condition of the heart, Jesus said each heart heard, each person heard or received seed, but only one of the conditions were, was productive. Luke's account, I believe, is a little more explanatory. When he explains the parable, look what Luke said. We read it earlier. It said, when a large crowd was gathering and the people were coming and running to Jesus uh, from, uh, from, from town to town. I'm sorry. Could somebody please come here? I'm sorry. This is my son. We just, uh, it may be an emergency. I'm sorry. I apologize. Go, just answer, answer. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize, but yeah, he—that's that, the second time he had called me. He don't usually call me like that, so that's why I was just—just just hold it. If you call, answer the phone for me, please. Or you can give it to uh, Mr. Simon. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, why a large crowd? Now he got me all messed up. 
While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town to town, he told them this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was sowing, some seed fell along the path uh, where it was trampled and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on a rocky ground, and when it came up, the seeding uh, withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell on thorns, which grew up, whipped it, and choked it, uh, choked the seeding. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it sprang up and produced a crop a hundredfold. Right. As Jesus said this, uh, he cried out, he that has ears to hear, I'm mm, let him hear. Then the disciples asked him what the parable meant. He replied, the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. Now, this is the meaning of the parable, Jesus said. The seed is the word of God. The seed along the path are those who hear, but the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. The seed on the rocky ground are those uh, who uh, hear the word and receive it with joy. They shout and dance up down. But they have no root. Right. They believe for a season. But in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell on the thorns are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the worries, the riches, and the pleasures of this life. And their fruit does not mature. Mm -hmm. But the seed on good soil are those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, cling to it, and by persevering produce a crop. Now, let me go back before I go any further. I want to expound on this just a little bit. Notice what Jesus said. He told them that the mysteries of the kingdom of God is given unto them. So, in other words, this sounds like this is the beginning parable of all parables. I'm listening. About the kingdom of God, right? Jesus told them, you know, and I think in Mark, he said, if you don't understand this, how would you understand any other parables? That's what he told them, right? Now, He's saying that the ones who received, well, the, the, the seed that fell by the, uh, the path, right? It was trampled on, uh, underfoot. Now, you know that that soil is not prepared, right? right. It, it ended up there, you know, and maybe the person didn't intend right. for it to end up there, but that's where it ended up, right? And because it was a path where people walked, it was trampled underfoot. I, re, I was reminded when Jesus said, path cast not your pearls. And you know the prayers is the word of God before swine. That's right. Now, he wasn't calling people swine, but he was saying that they behave like, you know. And he said, because they were trampling underfoot, turn again and ran you. So his people, you know, they trampling underfoot. I'm not saying that they knew that they were trampling underfoot, but they may have known. But let me, let me go on. Now, he's going to say that the seed uh, um, that is sown on the rocky ground are those who hear the word and receive it with joy. Let me stop right there for a second and think about the time you've heard and got happy. I've been there. He said, but they had no root. They believed for a season. But in the time of testing, they fall away. You know, Listen, Satan, Satan is not concerned about you dancing here. You hear the word and you dancing. He ain't concerned about that. Because when you go home, guess what's going to happen? He's going to test you. He may test you on the road. Somebody may cut you off. You know, he's going to test you. <laughs> and the thing is, if we do not hold on to what we've heard, in the face of testing and trial, we're going to lose it. Because the Bible said, what happens, the enemy comes and he takes it away. Remember what we said, to him that hath, she'll be given. To him that hath not. So if you allow yourself to be, uh, you know, because of the testing, you allow yourself to fall, 
That word, you would lose that word. Right? It's, now, it's very important when it comes to healing. It's very important when it comes to God meeting your need. You hear the word, and when testing comes, what would you do? People stumble over this subject about tithing. Tithing is not in the New Testament, you know. <laughs> and I'm not crazy about hearing people talking about we pay tithe. I'm not too crazy about that. And the reason I'm not, because they say, well, it's in the Bible. Well, look where, look where it is. Jesus said it to the scribes and Pharisees. They were commanded to pay tithe. We are not commanded to pay tithe. We get to tithe. Like Abraham did, see? We get to tithe. See? We, I mean, the wrong spin has put on it. And maybe Satan put, uh, 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 enabled the wrong spin to be on it so he can hinder these churches. He can get into the ears of these unbelievers who get on TikTok and all these other uh, uh, social media platforms and they just, 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 uh, you know, they give us a hard time because preacher taking them people's money and whatnot. Bro, shut up. We get to, get to give to, to the Lord. We ain't giving to no man. Now, I don't care what some of these big-time preachers got. I, I, I don't, I, listen, that don't make the whole church like that. Stop it. I mean, come on, man. Let's sit down and talk about it, and then don't, don't be fussing at me and telling me you need to read your Bible. Anyway. <laughs> Y'all can tell I've been listening to some Hebrew. You need to read your Bible. Whatever, bro. Okay. <laughs> the seed that fell among the thorns. Listen to this. The seed that fell among the thorns. Now, this here is the one that sort of scares me mostly. Now, that first one, I've been there, got happy, get out, and then one thing, the time the Lord spoke to me and told me, say, stop getting happy about what's said and do what's said. You know, you get so happy about what's said that you forget to do it. Right? But the ones that fell among the thorns are those who hear. But as they go their way, they are choked by the worries, the riches, right? And the pleasures of life. Those are three dynamics. The worries, you know, you don't think God's going to do it. So you try to find another way to do it. Leaving God out, you know. Lord, uh, please stay right here. Close your eyes. I'm going to do something. The riches. You got money, but you won't share it with nobody. You won't share it with the church because you don't been listening to them people talking about the preacher taking your money. Right? <laughs> So you got riches, but you're not, or you're not willing to help the poor. So it is the worries, the riches, and the pleasures of life. Oh, my God. Paul said the time will come when men will be lovers of pleasure more than. That word troubles me, too. They would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So that means that you say you love God, but you love the pleasure more. Make an application here now. The pleasures of this life in their fruit does not mature. In other words, it begins to sprout, but it does not come to maturity. Uh-oh. This is what stops the crop from continually going because the seed for the next crop is in that fruit. That mature fruit. So if that fruit don't get mature, you're not going to have a bumper crop. So it behooves us to make sure that fruit is protected. That fruit will produce and come to maturity. Somebody may say, well, I bought for a fruit, but did you bring it to maturity? Are you happy just because you bought forth a grape that's sour? It's supposed to be sweet grapes. I don't know about you. might be some people in here that like sour grapes. But I like them sweet. Maybe she'll stay on the vine a little longer. 
But listen, if we don't allow the fruit to come, because it would be choked out, saints, the worries, the riches, and the pleasures of life. These things would choke the word. And listen to what the Bible says about it. Listen to what the Bible says about it. The Bible said that the, the, the thorns are already there. It said because they came up with the word. As the seed came up, the thorns came up with it. Yeah. And the thorns, y'all know that weeds grow much faster than, than, than what you're trying to grow. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't take them weeds out, they're going to overtake your garden. So you see that this is not something that just happened when we don't put forth no effort. We got to put forth effort. We, the Bible told us to exercise ourselves. Here you go. Make an application. Exercise ourselves unto godliness. In other words, we got to practice. We got to exercise. Anybody who don't work down in the gym, they tell you that you don't start out bench pressing two, uh, 225. I mean, unless you're built like Tim. <laughs> but you don't start out like that you have to work your way up to that a lot of times when you try to start out too heavy you're going to end up hurting yourself have you ever heard some Christian be talking about man I'm just tired I don't know if I want to go to I'm tired man. it's because you don't try to move too fast slow down I don't know, a person got mad at me because they were a babe in Christ and I called them a babe, they got upset. I said, we all been babes. Acknowledge where you are so you can go farther, but if you think you're something, when you are not that, you deceive yourself. And you rob yourself of the, 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 the precious development that you can allow yourself to go through. Don't you know it's the development that gives me a testimony? It's the storms that I have endured that I'm able to tell my brother, hold on, brother, I've been there. It's the storms I have endured. I've come through the storm. And look where I am today, literally. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> and I thank God. But it is the, the development when we are able to talk to other people and tell them, hold on, there is hope. Bishop can tell us about healing. That's real. He really has my ear. I, my, Bishop, uh, prayer life. Uh, Bishop, how do you pray? I'm, I'm, I'm about like the disciples asking Jesus. This man, they saw that growth in his body. The average person would have gotten nervous and, you know, this man got so much word in him. He called people that he knew he, that he can trust. He called them. And believe the word of God. That's right. The doctors were so baffled, they did a number of tests. The last one they come back and told us, it was there, but it's dead. <laughs> Thank you, God. Hallelujah. My God. Saints, come on. We have a man, and we have a man here that we can really learn from. We see this man making application, right? We should be learning from him. Learning how to make application. Look at the Bible say mark the perfect man. It's talking about the mature man. And behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. Right? Let me go ahead and finish. Before I go any farther, the question we should ask ourselves is what constitutes hearing? Just as an analogy, and just like I told you before, you're not, you, you, and I'm pretty sure you all, uh, some of them might have been your daddies. Uh, your daddy tell you to do something, uh, he know you heard him when you do it. Right. But if you act like, or you sitting there, mm -hmm. like you, James sometimes, he be there with his little headphones on, I'm James, James, James. You know, I mean, of course, you know, it's child abuse now, so you can't do that. But you <laughs> <laughs> be called and say, do something, something. He don't hear you because he got the headphones on, you know what I'm saying? But you know they heard you when they go forth and do. So don't you know it's the same way with God? Listen. You may hear, but what you're doing with what you heard. He know you've heard him when you do what he, when he, he has instructed us to do. I've been, listen, let me just be honest with you. I've been a forgetful hearer before. And it's not fun. Because just like any test, 
If you fail it, the teacher going to say, you need to take this again. How many times have you taken a test over that God has given you or he's put you through and you fail? Now, y'all can call me later and y'all can tell me about it. You don't have to raise your hand right now. Brother Steve, I know you got some. You can call me later and you can talk about it. <laughs> but thank God he allows us to go back and do it again. Right? Time has, uh, time would, would not allow me, uh, you know, to, which I won't allow me to briefly expound on these as I have. But we must gather from the parables that preparation must be made in order to make application. There are several preparations we must make, and I'm closing. We must allow, we must not allow the arguments to arise seeking to disprove God's word because we want to continue in sin and ungodliness. And that's the word when a person hears it, the Bible says devil comes immediately and takes it out of their heart. They in church fighting. Preacher preaching in there, um, whatever. I ain't giving up my cigarette. Bob ain't saying nothing about smoke. <laughs> fighting against the word. You understand what I'm saying? Because the principle is there. It don't say that in the word, but what about the principle? Because the principle brings the Old Testament to the New Testament. You do realize that. It's the principle. They call it a principatizing bridge that we all must cross. To understand what Jesus was saying in the New Testament, we need to understand some things about the Old Testament, right? So the principle is there. So we can't allow the arguments to arise in our hearts seeking to disprove the word of God because we want to protect our lifestyle. We must stop the arguments and do as the Bereans of Acts 17 11. Instead of arguing, they study to verify what the apostles had said. Go home and study and stop arguing so much. Arguing against the word of God. James said, don't lie against the truth. You know it's the truth and you sit now, hmm, whatever. You know it's the truth. It's in the word of God. Then I don't hear people start attacking the word of God. I literally heard them attack. They attack the apostle Paul. They attack what Jesus said. This is what they had a nerve to say. I believe what the most high said. Oh, okay. Mm. Second, <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm thinking because, you know, so many things I want to say, like, I can't say that. We must cultivate our hearts in order to remove the stony places. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In Hosea 10 and 11 and Jeremiah 4, 3, the people of God were told to break up the fallow ground. Don't sow among the, th the, 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 the stone. Break, break it up. I found out what fallow means. Because, you know, it means a land or, 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 or a parcel of land that has laid, laid, uh, lain dormant for a time. When it lies dormant and have not been taken care of, it can get hard. It can get stones in it. It can get weeds yeah. in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Good word. Good word. So, how many of our hearts have lied dormant? My, my, my. Good word. It's the same condition it was in five years ago. It's laying dormant. So, we can't make application as long as our hearts are lying dormant and we're not adding. Add to your faith. Virtue, into virtue, knowledge, into knowledge, temperance, into temperance, patience, into patience, godliness, into godliness, brotherly kindness. And Peter said, for if these things be in you, notice where they are, they're in you, and they abound, grow, they make you that you should neither be barren, you know, not producing, nor, uh, they make you that you should need to burn, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. But he that lacketh so these things is, is blind, 
or nearsighted. It cannot see afar off. It has forgotten that he or she was purged from their old sins. So they say, but they live like they never met Jesus. Peter said that. Get mad at Peter. So I guess now they started attacking Peter. It might be time for me to sit down because my computer just... <laughs> I'm up on time. Okay, the last one. We must rid ourselves of the thorny cares and the lust of other things that keep the fruit of the harvest from reaching maturity. We have to really be careful of that, saints. It's producing, but we have to make sure that there are no thorns. There are no cares. Don't you know the fact that Jesus uh, talked about this condition? Satan going to make sure that you attempt it with the cares. Those who have riches, they're going to be afraid of losing them, right? Those who love pleasures have a hard time giving them up. You know, I love God, but ooh, I just love this hymn. So you're looking at God and you're looking at this hymn. And it's the one that's speaking the loudest is the one that usually gets the attention. And the Bible says a lot of times God comes with a still, small voice. So, but the flesh is going to be hollering. Jonathan, feed me. Celeste, feed me. Warren, feed me. And it's going to be the one hollering the loudest. So don't go with the one hollering the loudest. You know what I mean when I say holler it out. Let me break it down. When you're talking about holler the loudest, it's the one who that desire is so great that you can't holler and shake it. And you don't think you're going to make it unless you fulfill it. You know? It's nothing wrong with being tempted. The problem is yielding to temptation. That's what keeps us from maturing. That's what keeps us from growing. Right? And we could never, never make application if we don't allow ourselves to grow. We have to allow ourselves, we have to be willing to go through with the Lord, right? The importance because Jesus said, Jesus, this is important because Jesus said to him, to him that has should be given, and to him that has not should be taken away, even that he seems to have. You seem to have it. You think you got it, you shall know. You know, I'm, I'm messing around be hurting when I get down here. <laughs> shouting, <laughs> shouting, ooh, I got the victory. And you, and you do have it, but you're not protecting it. You're allowing things to come in that's going to choke it. We have to be careful. We have to guard against that. I've been guilty. Look at him. I've been in all these conditions. That's why I love the pastor, because I'm, I'm honest. If you want to talk to somebody, honest, call me. I, I can tell, yeah, I've been there, bro. Right, right, you know, I've been there. But, if, you know, and then the, the thing is, if somebody tell you they, they've been there, look at where they are now and praise God with them. They may not be the Apostle Paul, right? But they're not where they were either. Right? Especially when they tell you what they used to be like. They tell you the way that feeling feels. It is intense. Right? Anybody who say that sin is not into, ooh, Lord have mercy. You say a man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. That's intense. Sure. It's intense. Absolutely. So what are you going to allow? Who are you going to allow to win for the flesh, for the lust of the spirit, for the 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 uh ah. For the lust of the flesh, and then well, Paul talked about that, but the, the flesh lust is against the spirit. That's what I'm looking for. And the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary, the one to the other, so that you could not do the things that you would. Right? You want to make application, but the flesh is lusting. And it's got so much things to lust out of. Because we're living in a fallen world. Jesus said that the way into eternal life is a straight gate. So that means there's a whole lot of things on the outside of that thing. You know what I'm saying? We have to stay on the straight and narrow, you know, like they used to say back in the day. Okay, notice it is the knowledge about God, but, but it is not knowing about God. 
See, a lot of people know about him, but they don't know him. The intimate knowledge, right? The relational knowledge. Don't know why? Because you ain't going through nothing with them. Right? So it is, if we don't allow ourselves to go through so we can make application, there's a preparation to make an application, and that is humbling ourselves. See, James said that we should receive the word with meekness or, or humility. How do you receive? With humility. You don't act like you know it all. You don't act like you got it all together. Remember, I told you you have to qualify for the help. You got to qualify for grace. You don't go there saying, God, give me my grace. You're not going to get it like that. You have to show him that you need it on him. Not just on anybody, on him. Lord, unless you do it, it's not going to happen. Unless you bring it, to, bring it forth, it's not going to happen. Make an application. Okay. In closing here, and I know I said that before. <laughs> it is the intimate knowledge of God that brings about a harvest. We must strive to make application of the word of God. Yeah, we have to strive. And I'm done. For real that time, I'm done. But uh, listen, saints, I thank God for this year's uh, theme, make application. And that is going to be some more unpacked as we go throughout this year. But, I, but, I, but, but the Lord was, you know, impressing on my heart that there is a preparation that we must make in order to make application. We have to prepare our hearts and look at the various things. And I would admonish you to go home and read. It's in Mark the 4th chapter, Luke the 8th chapter, and Matthew the 13th chapter. Read each account talking about, the, you know, this here, and you will see that the condition of the heart is so Important, and there are so many things that can come in and that can hinder us from being the people that God has called us to be. And it's not God's fault, right? It's not God's fault. Come on, stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to open the altar for anyone. If there's anyone here that's not saved uh, and you want to give your life to Christ, all right? Uh, the Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever Believers on him should not perish. So if the Holy Spirit has opened up your heart, you know, and allowed the knowledge of God to come in and you don't know God, we want to invite you to the altar. And if there's none in the sanctuary, if there's any, whenever you will see this online, the Holy Spirit has to open your heart. When he opened your heart, he, that's grace. He gives you that opportunity to hear the word of God. Don't rebel against it. Hallelujah. Let us pray. I want to uh, uh, help pray. I want to pray with you that you may receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Lord God, after you repeat with me, Lord God, I thank you that you have died for me in the person of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you were wounded for my transgressions, past, present, and future. You were bruised for my iniquity, past, present, and future. And with your stripes, I am healed in the present and in the future. So, Lord God, I, want, I ask that you will come into my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I receive Christ Jesus as my sufficient sacrifice. I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. Father God, I thank you for inviting me into your family. I receive your testimony concerning Jesus Christ on my behalf. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Now, we want to pray for anyone who wants prayer today. Uh, who, you know, you know, coming to the altar, uh, especially, you know, a message like this, don't mean that you're weak. Right. Don't mean that you, you know, a lot of times you come to the altar and you feel like people looking at you. Right. 
Uh, the thing is, saints, we all need help in this area. Because the heart is very important. Because that's where the, the growth happens. And if there's anything that's hindering us from growing, we need to put that thing before God. We want to invite you to the altar this morning. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah, let's pray. If there's anything, anything, if you're in a spot where you just feel like that you've just been stuck for so long, let me tell you, there is something going on that, uh, that's not allowing the growth to happen. Right? It's not allowing it to happen. Growth ought to be seen over a period of time. Right? Growth ought to be seen over a period of time. Don't allow the enemy to rob you. See, many of you, you know, and I'm not going to say many of you, but some of you, you, you may have heard and you're doing exactly what we said that you shouldn't do, and that's fighting against it. No, I'm not ready. No, what they're going to think about me if I go. But that's the enemy trying to rob. He's trying to steal it from you, right? Trying to steal it from you. Listen, we're not going to hold it all to uh, open much longer, but we want to invite you. Come on, let us pray, right? Because as I lead this prayer, I'm praying for myself, Right? Because I, you know, as I was studying, Brother Steve, it spoke to me. I saw some places that, oh, okay, mm, is that me, Lord? Right. Let us pray. Lord God, it's in Jesus' name that we come again this morning. We thank you for your loving kindness and for your tender mercies. Thank you, Lord God, that you sent your word, and your word says that you sent it to heal and to deliver from destruction. We just ask, oh God, that as we have heard this word, that Holy Spirit, you will work with us, us working with you to protect this word. If we get off track, please bring us back. If our thinking is wrong, please correct it. If we get, oh God, tired, give us the energy that we need to keep going. Lord, you told Peter, you prayed that his faith fail not. When he's converted, you told him to strengthen, to do ministry, to make application. <laughs> so we pray, Lord God, that as we acknowledge your word this morning, we ask that you will give us the strength, the strength that understanding brings, the strength that the Holy Spirit brings and the hope, oh God, that gives us strength for tomorrow. Everyone under the sound of my voice at this altar that humbled themselves to come before you. We pray, oh God, a blessing upon their lives that you will strengthen them with might by your spirit in their inner man that Christ may dwell in their hearts by faith they being rooted and grounded may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height and to know your love. To know your love that passes all understanding. Father, we pray that there, that there will be a, a, a testimony in the lives of these saints that did not think that it was uh, too much for them to come and to humble themselves before you. James told us to, with humility, to receive the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. They have come in humility. Now, Lord God, let this word take root. We come against every demonic force. We pray, O oh Lord, Lord God, that everyone under the sound of my voice, that they will find strength in the word. They will find strength among their brothers and their sisters. They will find strength, oh God, to protect the harvest, to protect the seed, that they may make application of your word so we can help others, so we can be a benefit in this ministry, so we can be a benefit to one another. Help us to mature, that we may do what you have called us to do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. 
or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.